This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts. I am... I forget every time, and this is no exception. Welcome to Showing Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. Should we change the name of the podcast? No, because then I'll just be confused all over again. Okay. You know, because then, then I would always remember that it was our, and then I would be even more confused. I just have to picture, like, the picture. Yes, picture, I, like the I picture. realize what that sounds like, but you know, I picture, like, the little... What is it called? The little... The, it's a picture with the, the name of the podcast on it. Like our title page. Yeah, but it's like... It has like the wheat or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just grass. I don't know. I'm not a farmer. I say it's a wheat. I'm a wheat. I'm a wheat. Because we're wheats, not tares. Okay. Uh, that's not what our podcast is about today. It's about shepherding our hearts. So we're looking at the hearts. Of women. Are we? We are. We have been for almost a year now. I know. We've had a lot of people that we've covered. So we actually had someone reach out to us. Thank you, Mary. And ask if we had done a certain woman. And I couldn't remember. I had to go back and look. I was like. I have to do that every time I read about a woman in the Bible. I'm like, have we done that? I felt like we had. And so I was like, yeah, I think so. I did not say that to her. I just was like in my head. Yeah, I think so. And so I'm like going through and I'm like. No, I don't see it. So then I went back through the other way, and I was like, no. But then I remembered I taught a children's Bible class not too long ago on this, on these verses. And so I was feeling like, yes, we've done that. But no, I was teaching a kid's Bible class on it. So It happens. Yeah. Got confused anyway, but we hadn't. So I was like, that's great. We will do that one this week. All right, so that's Jephthah's daughter. Do we know her name? I don't we think don't so. We don't know her name. No. The daughter of Jephthah. Jephthah. Is it Jephthah? Jephthah. Well, it's PH. I didn't know if it was maybe. Oh, Jephthah. Jephthah. Uh, now I don't know. Jephthah. 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 Ooh. Huh. huh. I've always said Jephthah. Well, you've always been wrong because it's Jephthah. Jephthah. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm probably going to say okay. Jephthah. We're not even talking about him. Jephthah. Anyways, I was singing the Judges song in my head and seeing if Jephthah even worked. Because if Jephthah didn't work, then I wasn't going to it, say it that way. Anyways, we're going to read Judges 11, verses 29 through uh, 40, I think. is the end of the chapter, okay? Yeah, it's 40. Uh, I guess I should have known that it wasn't 30. Which is what I was going back and forth between. Whether it was 30 or 40, but verse 30 is literally right below verse 29. And I knew that wasn't the end of the chapter. Are you okay? Yeah. Looking at your Bible weird. Oh. Is it throwing more verses at you? No. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) So then the spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah, and he passed over Gilead and Manasseh, and passed over Mizpah of Gilead, and from Mizpah of Gilead, he passed over unto the children of Ammon. And Jephthah vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, If thou shalt without fail deliver the children of Ammon into mine hands, then it shall be that whatsoever cometh forth of the daughters of my house to meet me when I return in peace from the children of Ammon should, shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it up for a burnt offering. So Jephthah, <laughs> Jephthah passed over the children passed over unto the children of Ammon to fight against them, and the Lord delivered him into his hands. And he smote them from Aror? 
Sure. Yeah. Even till thou come to Minneth, even twenty cities, and unto the plain of the vineyards with a very great slaughter. Thus the children of Ammon were subdued before the children of Israel. And Jephthah came to Mizpah unto his house, and behold, his daughters came out to meet him with timbrels. And, no, his daughter. I was like, Singular. Oh, singular oh, daughter, multiple timbrels. Um, <laughs> and with dances. And she was his only child. Beside her, he had neither son nor daughter. Which is usually what you mean when you say his only child. But we had Just to emphasize. That's Sometimes simple things get lost. Uh, and it came to pass when he saw her that he rent his clothes and said, Alas, my daughter, thou hast brought me very low, and thou art one of them that trouble me. Imagine your father saying that right when he comes back from a trip. You're like, oh, I'm so glad to see you. And he's like, you make me so mad. <laughs> you are the one who troubles me most in this world. Like, oh, welcome back home. <laughs> uh, for I have opened my mouth unto the Lord, and I cannot go back. And she said unto him, My father, if thou hast opened thy mouth unto the Lord, do to me according to that which thou hath proceeded out of thy mouth. For as much as the Lord hath taken vengeance for thee of thine enemies, even of the children of Ammon. And she said unto her father, Let this thing be done for me. Let me alone two months that I may go up and down, go up and down upon the mountains and bewail my virginity, I and my fellows. And he said, Go. And he sent her away for two months, and she went with her companions and bewailed her virginity upon the mountains. And it came to pass at the end of two months that she returned unto her father, who did with her according to his vow, which he had vowed, and she knew no man. And it, then it was a custom in Israel that the daughters of Israel went yearly to lament the daughter of Jephthah, the Gileadite. I like saying that. Yeah. Gileadite. Four days a year. All right, so I think that there is a reason why we have avoided doing this one because it's very um, disturbing, I guess, to our minds that... Yeah, but I mean, we did Lot's daughters, so that was worse. Uh, yeah, I mean... Worse. Something about Lot's daughters makes me really uncomfortable. Yes, but this one is also... This one is difficult in another way, right? That's fair. Because... He says a burnt offering, and if you look, I was just looking at the definition of that word, right? Like maybe it just says sacrifice or offering or something else, and it could be taken a different way. But when you look at the um, actual word that's used... Um, it says a burnt offering. Yeah, an ascent, a burnt offering, yeah. sacrifice. Um, actually also goes to the word holocaust, which is inter interesting. Um, but anyway, I don't know how else it can be taken because I always have kind of wrapped my mind around it thinking like maybe instead of an actual burnt offering, it was that he sent her to be a servant for God, like in the tabernacle or whatever, somewhat like Hannah sent Samuel yeah, to be a Yeah, because that was a, a sacrifice. She technically sacrificed her son Samuel. Yeah, exactly. In, but not in She that gave him way. up mm. in that way. So... We are not told exactly how, except that he kept his vow. Um, and just because he said a burnt offering in that way, he may, he was probably expecting an animal to come forth Which, out of his house I first. don't know why. Don't, here's the moral of Jephthah's story. Don't make stupid promises. Okay. 
that's just look at what happened here yeah that's really just don't make oaths i think that's where like i always go to when i do teach this in a, in a children's bible class is like he didn't think that through no before he said it and it shows quite a lack of faith on his behalf because he was going to fight the Ammonites in the name of God and like should have had faith like David did when he went against Goliath that like hey God will be with me through this it will be fine but instead he's like no I need to we don't need to make vows like that okay people you just that's just we're not here to talk about Jephthah but I feel like this has to be said to not make dumb. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there was no reason for him to even make an oath at all. But once he said it, you cannot take it back. So why, oh why, would you do that? Just don't. Anyways, this is not about him. This is about her. And what did she say? She said, "You need to keep your promise." Good for her. She was gonna be burned. Or at least. In some way, right? Like, and some, like in some way, this affected her greatly. It was her life that she was giving up, whether as a living sacrifice, as we are called to do as Christians, right? We are called to be a living sacrifice and to give up our desires and our will to serve God. And she was doing that one way or another. Like, it was not the life she chose or she wanted to live or whatever, because even if she were just going to be in service to God... That meant she was giving up having a husband and children, and Jephthah was giving up. And none of that was her fault. She did nothing for that. She came to greet her father when he came home from battle. And he told her she was the scum of the earth. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say that. But. And that was out of love, right? Yeah. That he had said that. I'm just messing. I know. I just was Uh, trying to, like, keep it. Keep it real. Uh, but she, she was, she was, she kept, she forced her father to keep his promise to God, even though it meant destruction of her life in some way. Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Can you imagine? No. No. Me I mean, mean, even when we talked about Hannah with Samuel, just the fact that she made that decision on his behalf and then he kept to it and ran with it. Yeah. And just, that was his life. Like he just accepted that and he went forward and we never see any instance where he complains. I mean, she brings him a new little coat every year as he grew, but like just the, the amount of sacrifice that that took on his behalf and then here on Jephthah's daughter's behalf. Like, they just, like, their Good parent made this decision. And that then became their life. Their life. And they, they, obedience to parents, right? Not that that's really necessarily what it, <coughs> and technically is, but it is in some way. Right? They made a big decision on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And to just go with it. I know that wasn't easy. And I think today, like, we get so um, maybe kind of short-sighted in our view of, like, well, and selfish. And, like, well, my parents, you know, they held me back in life because they, you know, moved to a small town. And then I didn't have the options that, you know, I could have had for this or that. Like, we 
give so much grief to those that have come before us on what their decisions are, but like we need to have a bigger, um, like just take a deep breath. Like you, that is not the end of the world. It was for her more than likely. It literally was the end of her life. And did she complain? No. She was just like, well, gotta keep her promise to God. We just need to have a bigger view of our purpose in life, I think is really what it comes down to. You're not here for you. Yeah, we're not here for us, and we're not here to, you know, I think everyone today, like, wants kind of their 20 minutes of fame, or they want to make a big name for themselves, or they want to, you know, do something big and bold, and, like, there's nothing wrong with just a simple life in service to God. That's what he calls us to do and to be. The Lord of the Rings has this quote. Bilbo Baggins. He says it's no bad thing to celebrate a simple life. That's a beautiful thing. I think it's cute. I live by that. I would love to have a simple life. I don't want a big house. No, and I think just whatever we do... I want to be famous. To just do it in service and sacrifice to God... And that, that's what we're called to do. That's mm-hmm. what we're all called to do. So yeah. we should then be happy and content in doing that. So that's it. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Wow. We stayed under 50 minutes today. Oh, that's so good. Usually we're pushing 20. We're just trying to keep it simple. It's no bad thing. No, no bad thing to celebrate a simple life. I'm pretty sure my chalkboard upstairs in my room right now says live simply. Does it? Mm-hmm. I like it. I do, And don't make dumb oats. Yeah. We should add that it's to not, your chalkboard upstairs. <laughs> it's not about that. That's not what this was about. But, good life lesson. All right. Now? What do we say? Thank you. Do we? Thank you. You're supposed to say it with me. Oh. Thank, Thank you. you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bible Media by visiting our website, BibleWayMedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.